Hey everybody, welcome to the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. It's been a crazy few weeks. We've been uh, busy with various projects, various things. It's been very difficult getting the entire crew together. Uh, but Justin's here with me. Michael's off covering some things on assignment. And we're going to try to catch up for some of the mini shows last week and get back on the routine. So for those of you who are not aware, you can catch us on Sci-Fi Radio. You can go to our page at sknr.net where we cover all things movies, games, television, pop culture, travel, entertainment, and more. You can go to pinalcentral.com, P-I-N-A-L central.com, keyword skewed, which is a network of 12 papers in 21 markets where we do gaming reviews. And, of course, you can catch me each week on BJHA's Geek Nation on KSWFM. We put the simulcast on the page. And we recently did a segment where we talked about the Callisto Protocol. We talked about uh, the new Dead Space. We talked, uh, we had one just the other day where we discussed Black Adam. We discussed uh, the new Ghostbusters, the Spirits Unleashed game, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and, of course, Gotham Knights, the brand new uh, Batman themed Gotham City adventure. So, lots of stuff there. And of course, Student Review the magazine. We've got our next issue coming with the Holiday Gift Guide. And before we get into the hot topics, I thought we would talk about some of the products that you might see in the Holiday Gift Guide. Uh, starting off with some things that have come from Rocat and uh, Turtle Beach Company. So, we've got the Vulcan 2 Mini Keyboard. Currently, it is on sale at $129.99. It's uh, listed at $149.99. Titan 2 optical switches, ultra-fast linear actuation, 65% uh, mini form factor with arrow key, and much more. Simply put, it's a very solid keyboard. It's got a metal frame around the plastic overlay for durability. It's got all the RGB colors. It's got the fantastic light up to it. So essentially, like the Vulcan 2 Max, which is a larger keyboard with a higher price tag, it gives you the functionality you need for your desktop and your gaming and uh, there's a lot of good stuff you can check that out at rocat r-o-c-c-a-t.com another thing you want to check is they're very impressive i'm looking forward to testing these out probably on modern warfare 2 and some of the new releases pending the sin max air now this says they do have a pro air at 149.99 the max air is at 249.99 and it is a wireless um headset it has a rapid charge dock it has bluetooth uh for mixing in chat phone calls so on and so forth and if you're looking for a fantastic um audio experience with comfort fit and the uh heat reduction buildup technology they have built into them so essentially you can wear these for a long time in comfort you do want to check those out so uh, Justin, we had uh, a lot of stuff going on real quick, uh, superhero-wise. Wanted to mention, coming from Warner Brothers Home Video, Batman and Superman, Battle of the Super Sons. So this is a brand new um, next generation of heroes where you get to see Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne in this brand new animated film. You do want to check that out. It is going to be available uh, wherever you get your DVDs from very soon from Warner Brothers home entertainment so justin we have got a lot of stuff that's been going on recently i had some things i was going to talk to you about streaming but before that we had some big news this week in the world of silent hills so what can you tell us about that yeah so silent hill is one of those uh survival horror franchises that's been pretty much dormant for uh gosh i think 
10 years or more. Uh, Konami sort of um, distanced themselves from the gaming industry. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously they still make pachinko machines and, and other things, but uh, as far as like, you know, their AAA franchises, Metal Gear and Silent Hill, uh, they haven't really, you know, been doing much with either of them for quite some time. So, and uh, there are rumors uh, swirling around that, you know, something Silent Hill related um, was, was going to be happening. Uh, I've been hearing about it for well over a year. Um, and uh, they did a live stream and they announced uh, s several titles uh, that are in the work. Um, so they have, um, uh, they, they started it off with a, a reveal of a, a remake of Silent Hill 2, which is a, uh, um, you know, well-beloved um, classic uh, for the PlayStation 2, um, you know, widely regarded by a lot, by many people as to be, you know, one of the best survival horror games ever made. Um, so that was, you know, pretty exciting uh, to see that, it, you know, they're going with a, they're doing away with the tank controls um, and uh, doing over the shoulder um, style uh uh, camera, which I, I think is going to be, a, you know, a welcome improvement. I mean, the Resident Evil series has um, had some huge gains, um, or a huge success, rather, uh, remaking some of their older titles with those kind of, you know, difficult control schemes, redoing them to be much more accessible, um, you know, much more polished. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm doing another playthrough of the Resident Evil 2 remake just now, and uh, it just it's just such a great uh, solid experience that you can't really go back or it's it's or I should I should say it's very difficult to go back to those tank controls so I think that'll be um, uh, a welcome change uh, for it it's being made by the uh, the bloober team which I'm not really familiar with but to my knowledge they are a western developer excuse me a western developer who have uh, uh, made a number of um, fairly popular indie uh, survival horror titles. Uh, Layers of Fear, uh, I think, is one of the uh, the games they've made. Um, so that that one, um, you know, is looking pretty good. They also announced uh, Silent Hill Townfall, uh, a a sequel to uh, the Silent. There's also a Silent Hill uh, movie, a sequel to the first one that was made. Um, which, gosh, was also about 10 years old now. Uh, I think that movie came out in 2011. And honestly, uh, as an aside for that, um, that, that's, that first Silent Hill movie w really wasn't bad. Um, up till, you know, recently, I would say it was probably um, one of the best, if not the best, uh, video game adaption movies that had been made. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best, but uh, it was, you know, pr a pretty decent quality for... Um, you know, in comparison to most other video game movies. So they have the original director coming back, um, and it's a, I know, a direct sequel to that movie. So that'll be interesting. Um, they also announced uh, another mainline title um, by... Uh, um, uh, set in Japan. So, you know, a lot going on. Uh, a lot, basically, you know, uh, going out, uh, and it's not just one title, but they're working on... I think three video games, a sequel to the movie, and then some other kind of like live event uh, happening next year. So um, if you're a Silent Hill fan, um, definitely looking forward to um, a lot of those um, titles. And really, you know, for fans of survival horror, it's just a great time right now, be, be, you know, between Resident Evil 4 being remade, Dead Space, 
uh, Callisto Protocol, and now this. I mean, I think um, survival horror is definitely uh, in a good spot right now. It is interesting, too, because I was thinking about Silent Hill Revelation, which was in 3D. If I remember correctly, it was actually shot in 3D and not converted 3D. And I remember sitting there in the theater watching it, and they had the opening segment with the snow. And I thought it was fantastic because it looked like the snow was literally falling in your lap. I thought it set a very good tone. I mean, it, it did um, decent at the box office. But, you know, of course, the thing that I remember most is the witches. I mean, excuse me, the nurses scene. That just really was a creepy scene that stood out. And then hearing that there's all of this stuff coming, I thought was fantastic. But I know that there's also been a lot of confusion. So as I understand it, it's basically one remastering, two new games, and a new movie. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, so the, the Silent Hill 2 remake is a full... It's not just a remaster. It is a full HD remake, kind of a la what they did with what Capcom did with Resident Evil 2 and 3, where um, being remade from the ground up, uh, and instead of, you know, over the, you know, bird's eye uh, tank controls that the original game had, they're doing over-the-shoulder... Uh, kind of like what you would expect from a, like a modern game, um, so that one um, is is a little bit more involved. And then yes, there is uh, Silent Hill Townfall. Um, I'm not familiar with. It's another Western developer. I'm not familiar with their work, um, but uh, from my knowledge, they were also an indie um, uh, horror, survival horror developer. Um, there's not a lot of information exactly what it's about. Uh, I just had kind of a creepy trailer. Uh, and then there's Silent Hill F, which is a, looks like a kind of mainline, uh, series game. Um, that one is set in Japan and then the sequel to the movie. So yes, there's one full remake, two new games and a sequel to the, the movie. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And it's definitely really interesting news because I was just checking the numbers going back here and uh, Revelation you know didn't exactly light things on fire but it did uh, move the needle forward in terms of it kept the franchise at good and um, relevant and the most important thing I thought was you had a good sequel that some could argue was actually more entertaining than the original so it'll be interesting to see how that goes now uh, switching gears a little bit from uh, horror let's talk about some other uh, superhero news and uh, first off we've heard that the Silver Surfer may be getting a standalone uh, Disney Plus show similar to the way Werewolves at uh, Night was um, presented where it's like the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special one shot done uh, another thing that a lot of people have been wondering about is the casting for the Fantastic Four, and we've heard some rumors of Tom Ellis from Lucifer and Adam Driver being uh, approached to play Mr. Fantastic, and potentially Driver also being considered for Doctor Doom. So those are really interesting. But something that caught my eye, and I wanted to lead into this, is the uh, box office for Black Adam came in at $67 million, which is the best opening we've had at the box office since Thor Love and Thunder, and it um, has played a little bit above beyond. I, start, I heard rumors in the 
you know, 50 million, 40 to 50 million range. It had a pretty decent opening. They said this is the uh, biggest opening for the Ruck, and not counting uh, actually just under the Mummy Returns and his Fast and Furious, um, you know, films. But still, uh, depending on how you slice it, it's a very solid opening. And what has got people really excited was that it has done well overseas. So. You know, the question is, is it going to make half a million and a billion dollars like the Marvel films? No. But is it going to be a solid and, uh, you know, bankable film? Well, so far, the initial word is yes, it will. Now, obviously, big question. How much is it going to drop off the next week or so? But it does not look like we're going to have any big box office competition until Black Panther Wakanda returns on November 11th. So what do you make of this, Justin? Yeah, by all accounts, it does sound like it's going to be pretty successful, which I definitely think uh, Warner Brothers has needed a win for a while. Um, Desperately. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I have to wonder, too, if a lot of this comes down to the, um, the star power of uh, The Rock. You know, he is an enormously successful and popular... Um, actor and you know it, it used to be that actors just the actor themselves could draw people to uh, a movie that was the the selling point of a blockbuster uh quite a long time ago you know it usually wasn't like what the what the movie was based on was not quite as important as who was starring in it um and i have to wonder a little bit you know i obviously uh Black Adam is a uh, Warner Brothers property, um, and just just the the nature of you know there are Warner Brothers fans definitely, and there are also um, just fans of the superhero genre in general. But um, because a lot of or I shouldn't say a lot, several of the Warner Brothers uh, movies have not been successful, uh, considering how you know wildly successful this has been. So at least so far, I mean, very good numbers. Uh, I do have to wonder, you know, how much of this is um, attributable to the star, just the star power of uh, of the Rock, um, which is, you know, definitely a good thing, definitely a good choice for them. The other thing too is, as I said, the competition right now is. We're going to discuss one other thing in a, a moment, but the competition right now is not there. I mean, you've got Pray for the Devil coming out next week, which is a Lionsgate horror film. So you expect that's one of those that's not being done with a huge budget right before Halloween. It's probably going to do well for itself, but it's not necessarily something you think that is going to pack theaters. And of course, you have mostly a lot of independent films, a lot of the, um, as I call them, the, you know, the award contenders. And you don't really have anything, as I said, November 11th, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You know, we all know that's going to be big. And then again, it's right back to um, art films and independent films. Some of them have had some very good early buzz on the um, award, you know, the award show circuits. But I think if we're being all honest, we know that these generally don't light up the box office. I mean, yes, smaller budgets help out and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, you got Violent Night coming in December, uh, which may or may not, you know, a little bit of counter programming. But see, the way I look at it again, there is absolutely nothing until December 16th when Avatar Way of the Water comes out. 
and you expect that to not only be a big hit, that is probably going to run roughshod at the box office, I think, probably a good four or five weeks before, uh, you know, anything comes along that's really going to challenge that thing. And it, it's interesting because what it's doing is, uh, like, for example, January 6th, they have Megan, that horror sci-fi film from James Wan. I don't know if you've seen the trailers. We saw it at, uh, we saw uh, posters and promotion at CinemaCon, and it actually uh, looks intriguing. You know, it, it's one of those uh, potentially very creepy, very entertaining films. Uh, but, you know, as again, as I was saying, if you, outside of Megan, you dig through the box office and it's not the kind of thing I'm going to flock to but the others have been huge hits in February there's Magic Mike's Last Dance but again you know there are no big releases until February 17th when Ant-Man and the Wasp Media comes out and once again we're seeing the you know things that have continued to be the big mystery at the box office the big action related event films, the superhero films are still drawing crowds, but the comedies and the dramas are not as quick to do so. I mean, next year will be very interesting. Creed 3 dropped a trailer recently, looked fantastic. We had the Dungeons and Dragons movie, you know, we're going to have WonderCon pushing all that stuff, but again, that's March. You know, Shazam, all of that stuff. John Wick 4, we'll see where the world is then. You expect those to do well. But for right now, it basically seems very clearly it's going to be uh, Black Panther and Avatar, and everyone else is just going to be waiting around, uh, you know, trying to see what happens. And this is really curious because we didn't get a chance to discuss this last week, but Halloween Ends came in under box office expectations. And a big, big chunk of this was blamed on the fact that NBC Universal decided to drop it same day and date on Peacock. And you already had people coming out saying, you know, this probably cost them money at the box office and so on and so forth. And, you know, the premium layer of Peacock is not that much money. It's uh, less than buying a ticket. And so you could see people saying, well, why am I going to go out and buy two or three tickets? I could just spend five bucks watching at home where I could sign up for the free trial if it was being offered so on and so forth so justin what do you make of this yeah this is a very you know i'd say like even five years ago uh pre-covid um things were relatively uh i would say predictable in terms of like how movies would do um we were starting to even even before um you know people were kind of apprehensive to go to to theaters uh there were a lot of quite a few movies that struggled to do well at the box office um but you could kind of tell just by the type of movie it was and when when it was uh, on the calendar it was releasing you know roughly you could make a pretty good guess as to how, how how well the movie would do um i don't i think all of those rules are kind of out the window now especially because so many um production companies are releasing their movies on streaming services uh at you know and they're not all doing the same thing some of them delay it some of them um make you uh pay a premium some of them just you know like like in the case of halloween will just release the movie um you know uh on a streaming service uh, on the same day so there's all sorts of different 
variables now uh, that it makes it very difficult to predict how well a movie's going to do. And so, you know, that's why we're getting so many different cases of mo- uh, movies like surprising uh, how well they do at the at the box office. You know, we've talked about that, uh, you know, several times in the past several months. Of, of different movies that it was oh wow that that did better than uh, everyone that was expecting or in this case you know a movie that was expected to do pretty well um consider especially considering how well uh the one from 2018 did um you know uh didn't do quite as well as people were expecting uh, and the other thing too is that so many companies are kind of apprehensive um to release their movies in theaters now that um you kind of you know going back to black adam you get this sort of you know these these situations where um you might have a movie that you know maybe seven or eight years ago would have you know maybe turned like maybe a small profit or uh broke even but you know in in the current environment will will turn a significant profit because it can just essentially run unimpeded or um uncom uh you know without competition for months in some cases uh so we're kind of in like this wild west scenario for as far as box office releases where uh some movies might just get lucky um with their release schedule and some might uh get unlucky depending on the decisions that are made behind the scenes so it is interesting um but you all it's also hard to gauge the success of a movie anymore just by the box office numbers because who knows how well it's doing um you know on a streaming service that's much harder harder to calculate absolutely and it's such an interesting thing because we're getting just flooded with indie films and traditionally those are not the theme you know when i lived up in seattle we had it pretty simple and that if you went to downtown seattle the u district that sort of thing that's where you had the theaters that showed indie films. You also had some of the multiplexes there, but they would often have two to three indie films mixed in. There was a certain chain that, uh, you know, that was their thing. They did show the mainstream films, but uh, they were very famous for showing the art house and the indie films and uh, stuff like that. And whereas now in a lot of the markets here, like my wife is discussing a film with me now but apparently it was only out in, you know about an hour away if you wanted to see it and that sort of thing and so traditionally that's been a huge issue is for these indie films to find a market and then of course you know as you said with streaming you take uh, for example the one that we saw this week the um my policeman now decent enough film very entertaining based on a book it's going to be different things to different people it's getting a limited theatrical run why because it's an amazon film and then next month it's going to be available to anybody who subscribes to prime video very hard to get a run for people to go and see this when they could just say you know what i think i could just watch it on prime video and that's kind of the trick a lot of these indie films often have a quick turnaround from when they go to theater to when they go to video on demand to when they go into um, a streaming service. And so you're going to see the theater suffering here because people are like, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks to go for two of us to go see a matinee of an art house film. I'll pay 20 bucks to go see the new Marvel film, but the rest of them, they can just wait until um, 
you know, we can just wait until they come to us. So it, it, it is very interesting to see how the box office is working. You know, everybody says it's up. People are still going to the theaters. But it is such a odd roll of the dice as to what people are going to because we've tried to figure out uh, this stuff. I mean, if you look at the box office, it's crazy. Um, you know, Julia Roberts and uh, uh, George Clooney, 96 million worldwide for their new film. Okay, not so bad. That's, you know, a little bit of counter-programming. Uh, and then you look at something like Smile that was done on a small budget it's made 166 million worldwide. So again, you say not, that's not huge, but when you consider how small the budget was, uh, Halloween ends, you know, 82 million, not what they had hoped for, but against a 20, $30 million budget, that's still profit. And it's just, it's crazy. But by contrast, you have things like Lyo Lyo Crocodile, which was supposed to be this big hit for the kids, absolutely tanking. It is not doing anywhere what they expected. And then, have you heard this thing called Terrifier, uh, Justin? I have not. Okay, so it's this really low-budget, independent movie. And it's about this uh, killer clown named Art. I don't know much about this, but it was brought... The sequel was brought to my attention. So they bring this movie out, and it's called Terrifier 2. And I've heard it literally has a budget in the, in the six figures. It's not even a million-dollar budget. And apparently, it is so graphic they said grown men have been vomiting and fainting in the theaters uh that's how extreme it is and it's gone from this little cult film that's only getting a couple of screens here or there to oh hey i gotta check out this film that uh you know is is causing all this problems and i was looking at the numbers things made five and a half million dollars now you go well that's nothing well when your budget was only a few hundred thousand dollars, that's straight profit. And, you know, it just it just goes to show you that's not a mass market film, but it just I think it enforces what you said. It is so hard to say what is a profit and what isn't, because anybody would look at it and go, oh, five million dollars is an absolute bomb. But then when you look at what was invested and then you start to figure in the PR it's getting from this stuff is going to get it, get it into more theaters. It's going to get it into streaming. It's going to get it on home video. And in the end, it's going to turn out to be quite profitable. So go figure. It's just a, it's a crazy, crazy world where you just you look at things. And, you know, I, I talked about a week ago, Amsterdam, the, the big film. You had Christian Bale and all of these, uh, you know, Margot Robbie and all these people. And the things made $21 million worldwide. It has, I mean, shocking when you consider big budget costume drama you know this was supposed to be an awards uh contender so on and so forth and you know it's crazy it's action films and horror films on a budget big event films and certain uh children's films because minions rise of Gru did really well so it'll be funny to keep up with this and see how it all goes so that is going to do it for us this week, folks. We will uh, have more for you next week. But until that time, take care. Be safe.